Hey, 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 how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, and I'm the Mushroom Man. Today, I wanna talk to you about how to get magic mushrooms anywhere and to be safe doing it. So the big question is this. With over 10,000 different species of mushrooms, how do people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties accurately identify them in the wild grow them at home, or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous look-alike by mistake? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushroom. Alright, so, you know... Okay, we've decided, you know, we want to get magic mushrooms. We want to get their health benefits. We want to, you know, if you listen to my other podcast, you know all about how they can cure depression, anxiety, PTSD, and addiction, all with just a single dose. Not to mention giving you a whole new outlook on life, a new spiritual connection with the world, a new, a new founded sense of love for yourself and everything around you. And we want to have these things, right? So why don't we just go out and take them? Why not, right? Well, you can do that like if you're in certain countries that is legal and you can do that in like Denver and Oakland. You probably just walk in the store, grab yourself some magic mushrooms and call it a day, right? Easy. But what about the other 80 to 90% of the world where it's illegal or partially illegal? What do we do? You know, how do we get our hands on it? I feel like I don't want to go out on the street and start asking around like, hey, man, you got some dope, brother? I'm trying to get my fix, you know what I'm saying? You know, I don't feel like going out and putting myself out there like that, like I'm an addict or a criminal trying to get this stuff. So what do I do? What's the right way to go about it? Um, You know, how do we do this without ending ourselves up in jail or in handcuffs? And, you know, I just, we just want to feel safe and have these amazing benefits. What's wrong with that? Why can't we just have these amazing benefits, keep it to ourselves without a problem? So, you know, if decided to figure out what, um, how do we do it? Go online and I wanted to figure out what's the options available for people that want to use these things for personal use to achieve the health benefits of them. And what's the safest way for them to go about doing that? You know... At the end of the day, they are illegal, right? In the United States, they're classified as a, a Schedule One drug, which is like the worst freaking classification because it's a federal crime. You can end up with like up to two years in prison and a $1,000 fine if you're caught with like a gram on you. Um, so it's a big deal. It's, it's thought of, and Schedule One drug means that it's has high potential for abuse with no medicinal purposes, which is all bullshit because there's hundreds of cases of medicinal benefits that are proven, right? And it's not addictive, it's anti-addictive by nature. So we know that this classification is bullshit, but it's still the classification nonetheless until the, the government finally changes it, at least in the United States. Bunch of other countries, you know, I can't speak to other countries because I live in the United States. So my experience ends there so take it at your own risk at the end of the day because you're the one that's got to you know 
um, face the penalties. I'm just going to give you what your best options are um, to go about getting it, right? So what I ended up finding is there's a few options, right? There's a few ways to go about getting it. Um, you can go online, you can go on the street, and you can go out in the wild and get it, right? So let's start with online. If we go online, there's different options available based on where you live. So some places you can get a grow kit. You can go online, you can find yourself a grow kit. A grow kit's the easiest method because it comes in this little plastic box and the substrate's already been injected with the, with the spores and the mycelium is already growing. So basically all you gotta do is take that box, expose it to fresh air, spray it with some water, and wait a couple weeks and you have your mushrooms ready to harvest. It's really simple, but they're not gonna ship to every place. And even if you find a place that is gonna ship, you run the risk because if you send it internationally, it could get caught in customs because you know, it could throw off some radars. You've got this fungus growing in a box. It can, they might scan it and they can see that, right? And they'd confiscate it. So you might lose your money. Um, another option is if you can't get the grow kit for some reason, you can try to get a syringe or a vial. What this is, is the syringe or the vial will basically be, um, you've seen like those turkey basters, you know, just, it's a syringe, you have liquid in it, you can get a syringe, you can use a turkey baster, it doesn't matter, but they'll come in the mail and it's got liquid in the syringe or a vial is just a little glass bottle with liquid in it and that it's just distilled water with uh, the spores already mixed into it. And then you would take that syringe, you'd have to buy the substrate which, um, if you go to an article I've written, I have links for all of this stuff. So if you want a link to the substrate, you want a link to the spores, the vials, anything I'm talking about to, in here, just go to the description of this podcast and you'll see a link to get all that. But anyway, you would just inject it to the uh, substrate. And the, it takes a little longer though, because now you have to wait for the mycelium to start um, growing. And so you have to leave it in a closet for a few weeks to get that to grow. So it'll take a little longer to get the mushrooms, right? So that's one option. And then the other option online would be the spore print. To me, this would be probably your easiest option to get it probably shipped anywhere in the world just because when they send this in the mail, it's just a piece of foil inside of a Ziploc bag with the spores that are on the foil. And basically you just take that, it's not gonna set off any alarms really, it's just a piece of foil going in the mail. It's, it's not gonna really raise any alarms. And remember, and the place that I link to, they ship all their stuff anonymously, so there's no labels on the box to identify it as being magic mushrooms. It, it would just, you wouldn't set off any flags, so you shouldn't have any issues with it. But anyway, you would get this foil and you would just scrape it off with like a butter knife or something. Um, the spores and you be sanitary you know use alcohol wipes and all this stuff so you don't get any competition fungus growing but you'd scrape it into some distilled water mix up that distilled water take your syringe suck it in there and the way you'd mix it really is just suck it into the syringe squirt it out suck it in squirt it out suck it in squirt it out and then suck it in and now you've got your vial I mean you got your syringe and you can take that sucker inject your substrate and the cool thing about spore prints right is all the other options will cost more money. Now the cheapest option I've found is the spore print. Now for that one, it'll be about 30 bucks to get yourself a print. 
right? And the cool thing about the prince is one you take that one um you take you take that one syringe you just made, you inject the substrate, you'll get about three flushes out of that substrate, meaning it'll grow three times. So you'll you'll grow it, harvest it, soak it in water, it'll grow again, harvest it, soak it in water, grow it again. And after that, you won't get any more mushrooms from that that and you'll have to redo a whole new substrate and then you scrape some more. So you can get about seven batches. So you can scrape that one spore print about seven times. So that 30 bucks, just on the first batch alone, will give you, one batch will bring you about 400 wet grams, which comes out to about 30 dried grams, which is equivalent to almost to $1 a gram. And most of your doses are about one to five grams. So you easily got a few doses right there. And you can keep the spore prints in the fridge for up to two years. So you don't have to use these things for a long time. So you've really got a lot of supply that'll last you for a very long time. And then when you get to the very last mushroom batch, you can just cut the cap off of one of your own mushrooms, place it capside down on a piece of foil, put a glass over the mushroom, let it sit for 24 hours, come back, lift up the mushroom cap, and you've got your own spore print. So you technically, you've, for 30 bucks to get one spore print, you basically have an endless supply of mushrooms for the rest of your life. It's probably the cheapest medicine you'll ever have to pay for <laughs> right there. Now, that to me is the safest and easiest way, depending on where you're at in the world, right? So um, another option, so that, that kind of concludes with the online stuff. The next option is going to be buying on the street, right? So if you buy it on the street, this to me will be your easiest option, but it's more expensive. And by easiest, I mean it's already dried out, right? You've already grown it, they've already harvested it, they've already dried it out, and they're giving it to you. Um, the only issue is finding some a supplier and probably just ask your buddy who smokes cannabis, hey, you know, can you ask your supplier if he knows anyone that sells magic mushrooms? And that would probably be the way to go about getting them. And that would be pretty easy to do. I mean, you got to consider, unless you're, if you're going to be microdosing, you're probably going to want to go with the spore print because you're going to be using a little bit every day. But if you're just using it once or twice a year, like with a heroic dose, then you know, you probably could just go with the supplier on the street and save yourself all the time and energy. But um, that's up to you, whatever you want to do. Um, it's a little more expensive, so it'll be about $10 a gram. That's the going rate, or $160 an ounce. So about 30 times more expensive than if you bought the print. However, it's even more expensive because if you bought the print, you could um, grow it the rest of your life pretty much. <laughs> Because you'd know how to do it. Um, but other than that, that's those two options. And then the final option would be to find it in the wild. And this option's good. I would, if you're going to do this option, I recommend checking out my other podcast that I've, I've done on the habitats and stuff like that so you know where to look to find one of the magic mushrooms. Just be careful here because some of them are 12 times more potent than other ones. So you gotta make sure you know what you're picking and, and stuff like that. However, the only other obstacle is normally if there's somewhere that grows magic mushrooms, everyone already knows about it and you're probably never gonna be able to get any. Um, but if you do, 
go out and look and you find your own little batch of magic mushrooms, to me, that's the best way to go because you're getting, it's getting naturally grown from the earth. It's going to be awesome experience um, if you can find them yourself. But again, it's going to be a lot harder, especially if you're trying to microdose and that's your option, right? Um, other than that, I mean, that's pretty much it as far as the uh, getting the magic mushrooms from what I've found. Now, speaking um, just from the United States, most people that use in the United States say the police won't bother you if you're using for uh, personal use. The only time you run into issue is if you're abusing it or if you're um, trying to sell it for profit. Then you can run into issues with the police. But if, if you're just using it for personal use, honestly, there's no reason that a cop should ever even know, really, that you're using. Unless you're, again, abusing it and you're acting crazy and you're going out and being wild with it. You know, don't do that. Use it responsibly. Follow the dosages I have in my, art my other articles so you, you know how to use it and have the right setting and to be safe doing it. And if you follow all these things, you shouldn't have any issue because even if you're microdosing, you're using a tenth of a gram, which a day, and I mean, you're not even gonna have any experience because it's such a low amount, you won't feel anything. You take it at home and then use it the rest of um, once a day. So you wouldn't have any issues there. And if you're doing once or twice a year, you're barely ever using it, you know? So you shouldn't run into any issues, I would say. But again, don't carry it on you when you're out in the street because if the cops, if you get arrested or you get in a car accident and they find magic mushrooms on you, um, then you could run the risk of having any issues. So I would say never bring it with you. Always keep it at home and just keep low amounts so no one's ever suspicious of you selling it and you're just using it for personal use. And, or just get it off the street um, when you need it. It's up to you. But it, the last thing I want to say is for spore prints in, in all but like three states, it's legal to buy the spore print. So you can legally have the spore print in your refrigerator. And check out my article for the, the states and stuff. I have links to all the different legal regulations all around the world as well as um, the different states' requirements. But the majority of you in the United States, you can have the spore print legally in your refrigerator for as long as you want. The only thing you're going to get an issue with is when you try to grow them and, and you have the actual fruiting body of the mushroom. That's when it starts to become illegal because you actually have fruiting bodies. So I would say just grow what you need, dry it out, keep it in a safe place that, you know, in case the police ever came, it wouldn't get found and keep the, the spore print in the fridge so when you need to grow more, you can always grow more. But in general, I mean, I know it sucks, right? It sucks that you even have to worry about this because you're using it for medicinal purposes and it sucks that you have to hide it, um, but it is the way it is for now. And these things do have tremendous benefits. So again, I mean, doctors use these things underground all the time with patients who undergo psychotherapy with them. So I mean, people are using it for medicinal purposes all over the place, especially in the United States. So I mean, obviously people think it's worth the risk to use them because of the amazing benefits that you get from them. So I'd recommend, 
make your up your own mind. If you feel like you're struggling with a lot of these things that they can help you with, and you've d tried other medicines and they haven't helped you, and you know, maybe it's worth it to you to go ahead and see if it works. Take the chance and try it out. But that's 100% up to you. Again, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not trying to stew you in one direction or the other. I'm just trying to lay out what the different options are and the different risks involved. But other than that, that's about all I have. Um, check out the article on my site at curativemushrooms.com to learn more about how to get magic mushrooms with links and more details there. And thanks for listening and share this with other people that you think it could help. And I will, be, oh, and stay tuned for some other great podcasts that I'm gonna have coming out really soon. And I'll talk to you later. Bye now. Curative Mushrooms has to post the standard FDA disclaimer. The statements made regarding medicinal mushrooms have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA approved research. Creative Mushrooms is not making claims intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before consuming medicinal mushrooms. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice. Thank you.